So, what are the ways to reduce required minimum distributions? First is roll IRS into employer-sponsored plans. A qualified plan participant will normally be required to start at taking required minimum distributions by the April 1st of the year. Following the later of the calendar year, the participant reaches age 70 and a half, or the year they retire from the employer sponsoring the plan. However, qualified plan participants who are still working are not required to take required minimum distributions from their employer-sponsored plans when they turn age 70 and a half. That is written in IRC Subchapter 401A9C IRS Notice 96-67. Accordingly, your clients can register required minimum distributions from their IRA by rolling over their eligible IRAs into their existing 401k plans at their employer. This would apply to rollover IRAs that were funded by previous employer-sponsored plans. So one example of rolling over into an employer-sponsored plan is... Joe has a rollover IRA with a balance of $500,000. He also has a contributory IRA with a balance of $200,000. Joe is over 70 and a half years old. His birthday is on January 1, 1949 and is still working. Joe is still contributing to his employer's 401k plan and he owns less than 5%. As a result, he is not required to take required minimum distributions from his 401k plan. The RMD from Joe's IRA is 25547 which is $700,000 divided by 27.4, which is the distribution period. If Joe rolled his $500,000 rollover IRA to his employer's 401k plan, his required minimum distribution is only based upon his contributory IRA balance. He would then only be required to take $7,299, which is $200,000 divided by the distribution period of 27.4 from his IRA reducing his taxable income by $18,248, which is computed by 25547 $7,299. This illustrates why you want to keep the rollover IRAs separate from the contributory IRAs. In case you want to take advantage of rolling the rollover IRA back into an employer-sponsored plan, in this case, you would want to to be cautious about combining all IRAs into one account. So the next thing is qualified longevity annuity contracts or the QLACS, which makes it easier for retirees to address the risk of outliving their assets by using a limited portion of their savings to purchase a policy in their retirement plan, including an IRA. That will provide guaranteed income for life starting at an advanced age such as 80 or age 85. The regulations modify the RMT rules by excluding the value of the QLAC from the total figure used to determine required minimum distributions. So what are the requirements for QLAC or Qualified Longevity Annuity Contracts? 
The requirements are that premiums paid for all contracts for the benefit of any individual cannot exceed the lesser of $130,000 or 25% of the balance of all eligible accounts held by the individual. Rot and inherited IRAs can be included in calculating the maximum premium the individual can put into a QLAC. That is under Treasury Regulation Chapter 1401, Chapter A9-6. An individual who exceeds these limits on premium payments may correct the excess. The annuity contract will fail to be a QLAC if the excess premium is not returned to the non-QLAC portion of the account. Accordingly, the RMD calculation will be based upon the entire value of the account. If the excess premium is returned to the non-QLAC portion of the account by the end of the calendar year following the calendar year in which the excess premium was originally paid, then the contract will not be treated as exceeding the premium limits at any time, and the value of the QLAC will not be included in the RMD calculation. If the excess premium is returned to the non-QLAC portion of the account after the calendar year in which the excess was originally paid, then the balance must be increased to compute the RMD. That is under Treasury Regulation Subchapter 1.401A9-6. So under a QLAC plan, we provide that if purchasing retirees die before or after the age when the annuity begins, the premiums they paid but have not yet received as annuity payments may be returned to their accounts. So what are eligible accounts? QLACs may be purchased under defined contribution plans, traditional IRAs, 403B plans, and government 457 plans. Example of a QLAC. So, for example, when Ben retired, his IRA contained a million dollars, and Ben's income is over $100,000, and he does not need to use the money from his IRA to live on. So, he put $130,000 in a QLAC, which reduced his required minimum distributions by 4745. So, how did uh, the 4,745 was computed, it's 900,000 divided by distribution period of 27.4, that would give you 32,847. And then you'll deduct that by 20,102, which is computed by 770,000 divided by 27.4. So in addition to reducing his RMDs, if the annuity pays 3% over the next 15 years, Ben's 130000 will be worth 202535 when he is 85 years old, and he must include it in his RMDs. Without the QLAC rules, Ben must compute his RMDs for each year to include the stock account and the value of the deferred annuity. If he invests in deferred QLAC annuity, he will not need to include the value of the deferred annuity in computing RMDs. So that is a ways to reduce uh, required minimum distributions.